Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. When we last left our story, cunning conman Mickey had used her quick thinking to lift a police locator from her old precinct. With a locator's list, Jack and Mickey continue their quest for missing scientist Atticus Bell. Will this new road lead to Jack's redemption, or is it simply another dead end? Find out in part one of The Case of the Smiling Shadows. It was early in the evening, as we made our way to the next location on Mickey's list. So far, we had nothing but dead ends. The first address, Bell's old hideout, was now just a pile of rubble. The second, a diner I used to frequent back in my neon city, turned up nothing but burnt toast and bad coffee. With no real leads and a long drive ahead of us, my hopes of getting home were fading faster than the lines on the pavement. As I sat there in the passenger seat, staring out the window while Mickey drove, I wondered what advice my Mickey Flynn would give at a time like this. That last track came courtesy of the Black Knight Trio off the new record, X-Ray. Some heavy beats on that one, man, I tell you. We're gonna keep things rolling with a special request sure to keep everyone a grinning and a swinging. So keep that dial glued to Little Johnny's bag of chicks right here on WNCT Neon City Radio. Ah, oh, I love this one. Do you know it? No. Ah, it's a good one. So. This next location might be a bit rough. Uh-huh. The blackjackets monitor the south side pretty heavy, so we'll need to keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking we'd wear our knickers on our heads and run around screaming like banshees. Mm-hmm. Jack. Yeah? We do me a favor? Sure. Will you stop staring out the window for five seconds and listen to what I'm bloody well saying to you? What? Jesus, boyo. You've been like a zombie since we got back in the car. Sorry, I must have, um, zoned out. Why don't we call it quits for the night? Start out fresh tomorrow. I'm, I'm fine. You're no good to either of us if you can't stay focused. I said I'm fine, Mickey. Then what's the problem? I said I'm fine, damn it. Can we just leave it at that? All right. Fine. Sorry I brought it up. Mickey, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. I am tired. Just not in the way you mean it. In what way, then? 
I don't know if I can explain it. Try. Alright, um... Sometimes, for a moment, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I can just forget that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. That if this doesn't work out and I'm stuck here, maybe I could just start over, you know? Like you did when you left Ireland. Just leave Neon City, start a new life somewhere, and pretend that this has always been my world. But then, I get these flashes. Like dreams of, of, of someone I left behind. And I realize this isn't something I can run from. Because no matter where I go, there's always going to be some part of me that knows that I don't belong here, Mickey. Do you know what I remember most about Limerick? The rain. I absolutely hated it. Every day, every night, rain. Never stopped. I'd be stuck outside on these long patrols, me max soaked through, me wellies filling up like two kiddie pools. And if I ever came home and tried to complain, Margot would always say the same thing. Aye, Mickey, you can't be putting the flowers before the rain. <laughs> Ugh. And I'd get so mad. I'd storm down to the pub and share a few pints with me friends on the force. God, I miss that place. They always had the best chips. This country wouldn't know a decent chip if it fell out of its arse. When I'd come home, half in me cops and apologize, she'd just roll her eyes and we'd spend the rest of the night snuggling under a blanket next to the fire. When I moved here, after she passed... I was so happy to be rid of it. But now... I think Margot had it right. Sure, there's no more long patrols or soaked coats or squishy boots. But I've never seen anything since I left that matched the greens of the Galti Mountains where we used to picnic or the purples and blues of the bellflowers from our garden she always filled the house with. What are you trying to say, Mickey? You can't put the flowers before the rain, Jack. We're here. Hello, listeners. Will Snyder here of Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. And it's time for another edition of our audio drama Spotlight. This time, we're taking a look at the rise of King of Silas. Here is J.V. Torres to tell you all about it. It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Asylus. I wasn't born to be a king. But America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens Monsters cannot control me. The 
eyes of King Osiris. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit theriseofkingosilus.com. And if you would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight, just shoot us an email at neonknightspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a direct message on Twitter. And now, back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Mickey had stopped the car outside an old, boarded-up factory. At first glance, the place looked pretty deserted. But when I looked again, I noticed a large opening punched into the side of the building, and several hollow faces gazing back at me from inside. All right, let's head in. Bring your gun, but keep it holstered. It doesn't work. It's broken. That's fine. You probably won't need it anyway. Stay close. Why aren't they smiling? Mickey, what the hell are you... We walked on, tiptoeing around the poor souls writhing on the floor. When one of them reached up my pant leg, it took everything I had not to scream. As we walked past, I was surprised to find the building was dimly lit by candles and cheap lanterns. The hallway was scattered with garbage, sleeping bags, and old army cots. Mickey didn't seem phased by any of it. It was like she'd seen it all before. That light up ahead, do you see it? At the bottom of the door? Looks a bit bright, doesn't it? Yeah. Too bright to be candles, anyway. Bell? Could be. Guess we'll find out. I think I tripped some kind of alarm. There's a string on the floor here. It must have been connected to the radio. And it looks like the floodlights are being run by this old gas generator. Smart little setup. Mickey, what the hell is this place? Used to be a machine works before McQueen Mech shut it down. Tool and die. Mold making. That sort of thing. Now it's mostly a safe house for Danny boys. Danny boys? Mm. It's what they call Virgodan addicts. Well... That or Vergheads. I don't know. Danny boys always sounded the more polite of the two to me. Those people out front? Yeah. Some of them probably worked here, you know. Well, I don't see anyone around. But we best give a look anyway. 
The room was a maze of old machinery. Most of it looked like it had been operated in years, with the cobwebs and dust to prove it. But it was all low-tech, not any different from what I might see at a factory back home. If it was Bell, what was he doing here? Scavenging for old parts? Looking for a place to hide? It, it didn't add up. Well now, this is interesting. What is it? This press here. It's freshly oiled. There, you see? Yeah. Hmm. Still warm, too. It's been run recently. How recently? Well, it's hard to say for sure. They take a while to cool down, but I'd guess sometime in the past couple of hours. How do you know all this stuff, anyway? <laughs> Me granda was an old tool and die man. He used to bring me by his shop sometimes when I was little. Well, not so much bring as sneak. Ha! Huh. That's funny. What? What is it? This press was stopped midway through. Which means whatever it was making is still under the mold. Can you switch it back on? Of course. If the button were working... Shit. Yeah, maybe we can reset it manually... Here, give me a hand. If we can just crank the gear forward to complete the rotation, the spring should catch and reset the press. Great. So, what did you think they'd be smiling? What? When we were walking in, you asked why those people weren't smiling. Why did you think they would be? Well, you're just full of questions now, aren't you? Mickey. All right, all right. <sighs> now imagine if every bad thing that ever happened to you, every shite moment from your life was poof, gone, forgotten. Like it, like it never happened. And in its place was an overwhelming feeling of warmth and happiness. You don't think that'd have you grinning from ear to ear? That sounds pretty good right about now. Don't it just? <laughs> Well, that's what it's like on the Danny. So, then why weren't they smiling? Someone must have cut off their supply. Come on, you son of a bitch! Move! <sighs> Maybe we should, uh, take a break. Yeah, sounds good. Whew. So... McQueen shut this place down, huh? And a dozen like it. Put thousands out of work. So, must have lost their minds when they found out. <laughs> You're more right than you know. What do you mean? Well, when the news broke, the union tried to work out a deal, but Max wouldn't budge. So, the workers staged a sit-in. Might have worked, too, if the mayor hadn't accepted Max's bid to privatize the police the year before. The black jackets. Christ. They never had a prayer. After that, people lost hope. Gave up. The ones who could still afford it left the city outright. The ones who weren't so lucky, well, they lost their minds willingly. Danny boys. Bye. Wow. Can't say I blame them, really. Poor buggers. There are days I wish I'd stayed on the stuff. Come on. Let's get back to it. 
I got a better idea. Oh? How about we try plugging it in first? Is that the... Uh-huh. Oh, for the love of... When did you find that? Right after we sat down. Then why didn't you say <laughs> something? I thought we could use a break. <laughs> Holy shit. What? What is it? It's... It's a casing. Well, I can see that, you idiot, but... What for? An energy orb. What? Freeze! Stay right where you are, I swear to God I'll shoot! Who is this mysterious man holding our heroes hostage? Can he be reasoned with? Or is Jack's journey finally at an end? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, The Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit us online at evilkittenproductions.com. The episode, The Case of the Smiling Shadows, was written by John Patrick Wenzel and directed by Sarah Sarko. Theme song is done by Daniel Carl with additional music by Kevin McLeod. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Mickey Flynn is played by Amanda Foreman. Man is played by Kevin Alves, and narration is done by John Patrick Wenzel. Did you know we have a Patreon? Just head to patreon.com forward slash evil kitten productions and become a patron today. We have tiers and rewards that can fit any budget. Right now, we'd like to thank our current patrons. Suzanne Craig, Laurie Snyder, Brett Fleming, Mike Troop, Mike Callahan, Destry Cloud, Alex of Audio Dramarama, Janan and Sarah of Saffron and Perry, Austin Beach of Audio Oblivious Productions, Joyetta Sarka, and Judin Keith of Kalo's Up. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And finally, if you listen to us on iTunes, please consider giving us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening.